As we begin uh, the message tonight, I invite uh, the children to come forward um, for a little time for us to talk together. And then we're going to continue that conversation with everybody. Um, so adults, you might want to listen in too. shepherds did. And most of the world, you know, they, they thought about shepherds. 
what they thought about shepherds. Nothing. They were like, let them do their thing. We'll just uh, stay over here and they can be over there. That's fine. No one paid any attention to the shepherds. But God paid attention to the shepherds. In fact, he called the shepherds to be at the birth of his son so that they would be the very first people in all the world to do what I do all the time as a pastor and what you do all the time as Christians to tell others that Jesus is with us, that God is with us. They were the very first ones to do that. Do you know what? I brought a picture up here with me. This is a picture of our bishop of, our, of the Northeast Ohio Synod. His name is Bishop. I'm going to show it to you in just a minute. But I want to tell you about it first. So his name is Bishop Abraham Allende. Right? And when he became the bishop, they, he, uh, he got to, when he comes as the bishop to lead worship, he carries something with him. And he, he has it in this picture. I want to show you what it is. Look. Look. Do you see what he has? What does he carry with him? He carries a shepherd's staff. Yeah. Now he has a nice robe on and all kinds of things too. But, and he has a very shiny necklace. But he carries with him a shepherd's staff. Because he is our chief shepherd. But he's not the, the shepherd of all shepherds. That's Jesus. So Jesus tells us the good news. And we get to share it. He has the same necklace, yeah, except for it's a different color. That's right. Three minutes? All right, that's good. That's, that's, we're right on schedule. So, so, what I want you to, so, so what I want you to know, and the reason I said, now listen real carefully, because have you ever felt like the world kind of doesn't pay enough attention to you? Yeah. Yeah? You, you feel like the world gives you all the attention you'll ever need? That's good. Most of the time, that's probably true. But sometimes we feel like maybe, maybe we aren't quite what, what God would want to be there. And I want, whenever that happens, I want you to remember the shepherds. I want you to remember that the, that the first person that Jesus ever invited be with him and to share his story was a shepherd that the world paid no attention to. And I have a little thing to help you remember that you, too, are a shepherd. You're one that God has invited to know his story and to share his story, to tell his story to all the world. So, Miss Mary Ann has another shepherd staff for you. It's a little sweeter than this one and quite tastier. And it's a candy cane. But that's why we have candy canes. They were created also to remind us of the shepherds at this Christmas time. So as she's passing those out, let's say a quick prayer together, okay? Lord Jesus, thank you for inviting shepherds and thank you for inviting us. We pray that tonight as we hear your story again, we would be ready to share it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. <laughs>
just the shepherds that surprise us in this story. One of the things that I wanted to talk about tonight is we come to this so familiar story. You know, Christmas in our country, in our culture, starts earlier and earlier every year, doesn't it? Right? We've, it's, it's before Halloween now, and you know, everybody's like, okay, well, yeah, you're ready. How many times in the past week did somebody start a conversation by, with you by saying, are you ready for Christmas? <laughs> and we're all like, no. Of course not. But I will be. Right? Or maybe not. We're never, re we're never quite ready. If, if you're like me, we're never quite ready. There's always one more thing that we wish we could have gotten done. That we wish we could have gotten to. And so, uh, Christmas is always kind of that mix of things, a mix of emotions for me. Because there's so much that is going on, and we, we, we have this, I have this desire for it to be so perfect, so beautiful, so bright, right? I see some, some heads nodding, some, some are going, oh no, you're, you're going down the wrong way. And you're absolutely right, that's not what it's about. But I so, we so get caught up in wanting this story to be beautiful. And, and honestly, uh, it's what hit me about the story this year. And I want, to point, I want to just walk you through what happens in this story because I think it's an amazing word for us. We're so focused on getting it right. To hear that this is the way God begins his story of Jesus, the Word made flesh. The Savior come to be born among us, to live among us. Because we have this image of, you know, beautiful Mary, peaceful Mary and Joseph gathered around that, that gathered huddled in the barn with their with their newborn child, and all the animals are, are perfectly peaceful and kind, and uh, and, you know, not, and there's this beautiful starlight in the sky, and everything is just glorious, right? But when you actually read the story, that's not really what it says. What it actually talks about is a world uh, that's kind of in turmoil. There's this census that's been ordered. And it's been ordered for a really weird reason, right? It's been ordered, everybody has to go to their hometown to be registered. Why? So that they can be taxed. The whole purpose is to know how many people are living in the region of Judea so that Rome, the occupying country, the occupying nation of this territory, can know how many citizens are there so that they can understand how much they can expect to receive in taxes. So you can imagine how happy everybody is about this little journey they have to make to their hometown to be registered. But they do have to go because not going carries severe punishments. They can lose their property. They can be in prison. They could even lose their lives. So they're going to go. And they're going to grumble. And they're going to complain. And then you arrive in Bethlehem, right? Mary and Joseph make the trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Mary is pregnant. 
them and says, what gives? And they know the story. But even they found it almost unbelievable. So you can imagine what the neighbors, what their in-laws have to say. As Joseph shows up at the home with all of his family and a pregnant so-called wife who's about to give birth. And they say, what? <laughs> Not in here, you know. That's the word. You think you had work to get your house ready for all of the people that are coming and, uh, for dinner and for and maybe spending the night figuring out where everybody's going to sleep and you're trying to figure out how do we fit everybody around the table, who has to sit at the kids' table, who has to sit at the, who can be here, who, who, have, who do we have to keep apart from each other, who can we sit right next to each other, um, who's going to be responsible for making sure that all works out right? Well, what, what about uh, the, uh, the rumor mill around Joseph and Mary when they come? with their unplanned pregnancy. And they show up and say, is there room for us? Uh, not really, no. Maybe you can find a place to barn with the animals. At least you'll be away from 
peace of Christ be with you always. Amen.